Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Keith Watch Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah. It is the Keith Walsh Podcast brought to you by Nearly Sisters Check out the latest Nearly Sisters bundles of joy at nearlysisters.ie They're the sponsors. They're not really the sponsors, it's my wife's um my wife and my sister in law. You see, they're not sisters, they're sisters, they're sisters in law, they're nearly sisters. That's their company. I don't know why I'm writing that down as I talk. It's just like a bad habit I have. Uh when I was on the radio I'd write down every little thing that was going on. Kinda kept me on track, I think. Anyway, how's it going? It is, uh, welcome along to episode 27 of the podcast. It is the Keith Walsh podcast. And uh, it is me chatting to my friend Mike. That's what it is. That's what you're here for, isn't it? That's what you're here for. Mikey, Mike, Mike. Mikey, Mike and the Funky Bunch. Um, What have I got? I don't really have much to tell you. um, Other than... I'm, this is my second podcast to put up tonight, so I'm probably feeling a little bit, you know, whatever, whatevs. I saw a guy uh, on Twitter actually saying, "I don't." I'll get your thoughts on this. Um, he was gi- he wasn't given out to the cultures, but he kind of was given out to the cultures because he's clearly a dub. Martin McMahon is his name on Twitter, and he said, uh, "Dear cultures, it's an apple, not an apple. You're welcome." So uh, an as in a n apple and not a. Ah. He thinks that cultures call apples napples. Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, Martin, it is. It's an apple, an orange, and a onion. That's the way it goes. So uh, I think you're wrong there, Martin. Sorry. Sorry about that. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. And uh, I was just uh, messaging my brother-in-law Dermot. Who, uh, <laughs> who is off down in Killarney. So shout out to Dermot. Uh, he's down in Killarney doing a little bit of work. A lot of work. So he doesn't... Um, he, uh, he 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 gets away. He's got three small children. And sometimes he has to travel to work. I don't know if you can hear that noise in the background. But my son is into whistling. And he literally just whistles all the time. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, anyway, Dermot, how are you? Uh, Dermot gets to go away and stay in a hotel every now and then because of work. But I know it's hard. Like as a, uh, Dermot, I remember it well myself. But I would be—it's uncomfortable staying in hotels, isn't it? Like 
the air conditioning. You can never get comfortable. You never get a good night's sleep, you know. It's rough. Anyway, you'll be home soon. You'll be home soon. You'll be grand. Uh, okay, if you'd like a shout-out, like my brother-in-law, Dermot, uh, if you want a shout-out, all you have to do is email me, keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com. And uh, there will be some changes to the podcast very soon. Not to the content, just to the hosting of it. You won't really notice anything. Hopefully we'll have... The plan is that there'll be more listeners and you guys will be the original, so you'll be the OG. So if you're listening to this in 2020 and it's, um, let's say it's November and December, we'll leave it until December, and you email me uh, to keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com, email me and say, hey Keith, I've been listening from the start. I was listening in 2020 before everybody else jumped on. And uh, we'll do something. You can be part of a special group called the Keith Walsh Podcast OGs. Yeah, the originals. And uh, we'll do something. I don't know what I'll do. We'll put a special list together. I'll make up little OG badges or something like that. And you can have them. We'll figure something out. Anyway, do let me know if you're an original listener, where you're listening from, what you do, a little bit about yourself. And as always, you can email me about absolutely anything. Just say, Keith, listen, I've got this my left testicle is much bigger than my right testicle and I will probably I'm not a doctor so I won't help you with that and if you do have a one testicle bigger than the other I would say go to the doctor straight away don't just google you know what I mean don't just google it and then someone says, oh yes if you rub lemon rind on it for three nights and you'll be fine but if you have uh, maybe um, you know matters of the heart you know problems in the not necessarily the bedroom area, but in the love area. You know, I'm a I've been married for a good while now. So I probably won't be able to help you, but I'd try. I'd give it a lash. That's the main thing. Anyway, KeithWalsh.walsh at gmail.com or KeithWalshPod at gmail.com is the email address. They're both they both come into the same thing. I don't know why you give them both out. I just feel like I have to because I've I set one up especially then I was worried that it didn't work, so I started mentioning the two of them. Turns out the pod one does work, but I still mentioned the two of them. It's just one of those quirks of the podcast. You guys, the OGs, you'll know why. You'll know all about it. Anyway, let's crack on. It's not the longest uh, chat I've ever had with Mike, but it's long enough, and it's very funny. Um, he, we, he, uh, like normally I have a chat with him about kind of famous people he's met working in the hotel industry, because that's where we met working in a hotel in London. Uh, back in the day, in the nineties, and uh, but he he has had has had other jobs, including working with Donald Trump, and uh, and also working with a, I don't know the council on drainage, some job he explains it better than me. Anyway, this is episode twenty seven. Enjoy it. It's me and my friend Mike, uh, just chatting. Just chatting. That's all. <laughs> uh, <we're laughs> I like your new. Uh, I'm recording straight away just because I don't want to miss any of the magic of the reveal of the new microphone. Oh. Oh man, you sound wonderful. Yeah, this is uh, you know this is like um, being in a studio. My my usual habitat. <laughs> Never been in a fucking studio in my life. Well, I have, but, you know, this is uh, a lot radio, better. What about your radio show? What was it called again? 
Um, cheese and wine on rcb.ie. I play cheesy music and wind a lot. <laughs> it's like cheese and wine all over again. There uh, we are. Wow, you sound. I feel I'm jealous of your sound. Well, it was uh, recommended through you. Um, I think I saw you had one of these things, and uh, my wife, I think, got in touch with you again through back channels. And uh, she did. Yeah. So you've been talking to each other a lot about birthday cards and sort of sound muffling equipment and things like that. Yeah, myself yeah. and your wife, we've been we've been back and forth, you know. Uh, it's a long distance thing at the moment. Um, She'd been in Clare and me being in Kildare, but, you know, we're making it work. Yeah, well, when this is all over, the two of you can maybe can get, get together and do a bit of lots sort of let's get it on sort of stuff if you want. I mean, it's yeah. up to you, obviously, you're grown adults. Obviously, I might be a bit upset. Your wife might be a bit upset. But listen, we'll get over it. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> we're, we're, very, we're very modern, modern, uh, modern families. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm into that sort of stuff by any stretch of the imagination. Sort of swapping and all this kind of thing. But hey. Uh, anyway, we've, <laughs> we, we're, we're, we've mostly been in contact about the things that go around microphones and making cards so it's it's all good it's all good clean fun so far you I, you sound amazing like you you're like a young i know i keep i keep um uh i keep saying you're like terry wogan but i can't help myself you're like a young terry wogan i don't, I don't know why i would sound like terry wogan in any way shape or form i love terry wogan but um, uh, because you're from limerick and you spent some of your life in, in england that's exactly like exactly what he did Oh, I suppose, yeah, I never, I never really put two and two together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man was a genius. The man was an absolute legend. Um, he, you know, was, he was a genius because he did radio exactly the way he wanted to do it and the way he knew it should be done. And he was able to do it without too much interference of people who knew better, who don't actually know better. Does that sound, yeah. does that sound better? No, that, no, that sounds absolutely right. I think... Um, I remember him talking about uh, meeting Chris Evans, you know, the other, the ginger winger, as he used to call him. He used to call Chris Evans the ginger winger when he Did was he? on. Yeah, he was on Virgin Radio when it first started off the breakfast show. So he was kind of head to head with Terry Wogan, you know, and they met at the Sony Music Awards and Terry had won uh, Best Breakfast Programme and he'd come over to the table and he said, listen, Chris, listen, you'll win it next year. You're very good. And, you know, you've been fantastic and you're all over the TV. You're brilliant. You'll have my job one of these days and probably you'll take over. This is like 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, Chris Evans sort of sourly sat there and sort of went, listen, um, I've got to go now because I've got to get up in time for the breakfast show. You know, we're going to do a planning meeting at four o'clock and we're on air at half six and whatever. And uh, he said, do you need to go home as well, Terry? He said, I'll go straight to the office at seven o'clock. <laughs> and, wow. and he was late for the program, just went on a complete bender, having won an award, walked in and picked, started picking up texts and emails and letters that people had written to him and just did it off the cuff. So yeah. that's the way, yeah, that's the way it should be done, really. Yeah, I think sometimes things like that can be overthought, but it, but you have to be uh, very good, like ter like a Terry Wogan or a Jerry Ryan, mm. to to be able to just pull it off without too much planning. There has to be some planning, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah, like all the planning meetings we've had about well, this podcast. Well, I don't know. I, I <laughs> you were late to the planning meeting. <laughs> Actually, you're late to the podcast. I'm late to the podcast, so we're evens. Yeah. Um, 
but I was late because I've been um someone took the this is this is important stuff for the podcast. Yeah. I came upstairs to start up my uh, my computer and someone had taken the extension leads to use elsewhere so none of my computer equipment was plugged in or or turned on or anything so um Jesus. you know so I just want to get that out there I want to get that off my chest. It's important that I that I Do- have a bit not, of a rant, you know. Not that we're a, a sort of a, a culture of blame or anything like that in this podcast, but we do we know the person who's done it, who's actually uh, robbed it? Uh, me. Oh, yeah. You knob jockey. Why, I, why did you, you just didn't put it back? Yeah, I took it myself last night and forgot to put it back and then was angry with myself for taking it. And uh, I'm not talking to myself now until maybe tomorrow, till I, till I learn my lesson. <laughs> put yourself on the naughty step. Yeah. That's it. I'm not allowed to do the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no treats for a week. That's it. Um, should we talk about my uh, my experiment? Oh, yeah, the hooch experiment. Yes. The Funnily hooch. enough, I've been, I've been sitting down here having a, a meeting on my own. I've got loads of things to talk about today, actually. Oh, and wonderful. As, as usual, we won't get around to any of them. Go on. I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to how the alcohol, the binge fest went. Well, listen, I will um, get my booze update out of the way and then it's over to you. It's no, the, no, no, it can no, be no. the mic show. No, you you are important. No, no, I'm, I'm, I want to be I want to be entertained. Um, I want to be regaled with the stories of Mike. I think the listeners do as well. Anyway, I'll get my uh, my terrible uh, booze experiment story up today. Well, I, I was in I was in my therapist today. So that's oh. a si- that's a sign of how it went. Oh no! <laughs> no, I just I I was with him kind of by the by, uh, but I was uh, so basically Friday. I was talking to you Saturday. A few drinks Friday. A few drinks Saturday night. The in laws came around. Myself and Suzanne kind of stayed up not too late, but probably midnight. And then Sunday, then 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 Sunday, I sat down and watched the rugby I think was on what was on oh no the football so Kildare were playing in the football and that was on at a weird time of like quarter past five or something so I sat down and had a few beers for myself and uh, oh drank until 7am uh, Monday morning no yeah. uh, <laughs> I had a few beers I went to bed about 10 o'clock or whatever it was, wasn't, wasn't too mad but uh, I had a terrible week you, you see I've never oh, hold really... on a sec. Whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah. gave out to me for saying I'm having a bad day. Now you've taken it to a terrible week status. Well, this is important because like I've gone from just not drinking all year, right, to just realizing the effect that drink has on me and my mood and my sleep and my energy and my ability to get things done. Uh, I was I was was motivated. I wanted to just I just kept wanting to go back to bed for a little nap. <laughs> I had, I had a few naps during the week, the <laughs> odd day. But it was also weird because I, I became very, on one hand, I was really unmotivated and like I had loads to do. And I, was, I felt like I was all over the place. It was like two Keiths, right? And we were, we, were in, we were in a constant struggle all week. One Keith wanted to just lie down and do nothing and couldn't grasp what the hell was going on. And other Keith was trying to drive us on and get stuff done and pick up calendars from the printer and get up early and go for walks and meditate and write the journal and eat healthily. So it was a kind of a, it was a weird thing because I was I was in constant battle with myself. To, but I got stuff done, but I didn't feel terribly happy about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
you know, that sort of lack of sense of achievement, even though you've done something. Yeah, I didn't feel like any, I didn't feel good about anything. And I got quite a lot done once I look back on the week. But dur- during it and getting through it, it was just a bit tougher than I wanted it to be. And that is the experiment. But I was talking to a guy, I got to see a guy called Luke, who's my therapist, and I, I mm-hmm. pop into him every now and then. I did have a period where I went to see him every week for about a year. But now I just, you know, I don't uh, let it get that bad. And I, 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 I chat to him every now and then. So he was saying that what we do sometimes as people is if we really want to have that sort of, uh, you know, when you, you you feel like things aren't quite right and you need to try and figure out what's going on and mm. what what's not right. Sometimes he says you put yourself in a position like, like I didn't quite go on a bender, but what he said was you don't you don't usually drink, but what you did was you decided to do in inverted commas an experiment. So it's basically you telling yourself to drink for the weekend so that you could put yourself in a place all week where you had to fight with yourself to figure out what the hell was wrong with you and move forward. And it's pretty convoluted, isn't it? It is for a couple of cans of lager. Yeah, I know, but it it seemed to make sense. And that I just, he was like, he's like, he just, he just wanted to have a few drinks and he just wanted to drink the, you know, um, each night of the weekend. And then you, and then you got back, you, you had a bit of a struggle with yourself during the week and now you're back to where you need to be. And uh, there you go. That's what happened. So, Yeah, so you're doing it in the name of an experiment, but you're actually <laughs> kind of codding yourself, really, that you just wanted a couple of pints. That was it. Yeah, I think so. That was it. Yeah, yeah. so so I'm back, back on the dry again, where I like to... I'm back on dry land, where I prefer it. And do you think you will stay dry now? Who knows? I don't know. Like my yeah. my thing now is to not ever drink on a Friday because then I'll want to drink on a Saturday. And if I drink on Saturday, I might want to drink. So, so my new rule is if I am having a drink, it, I might just don't just ignore me. I'm, I'm full of shit. I overthink things. Um, and I, that, that is clear. <laughs> and I do feel like somehow not drinking is the key to my success. So mm. I'm, 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 that's, that's, that's where I'm going to, I mean, I, I did quite well without drinking for a long time, but you know, I obviously have something in my head about it. So uh, I'll be, I'll be dry for the foreseeable. Yeah. Well, good luck with it. It's tricky as well to stay dry, isn't it? When, when other people around you are drinking or whatever, and it's become easier in some ways to be dry during the lockdown. And then, but the problem is during the lockdown, if you do start to get on the drink, then I'm sure that there's no limits then. It's, you know, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, because you've nowhere to, to get be. up in the morning. You don't yeah. necessarily get up. I mean, I, I, I have to get up with the kids for school and drop them off, but I could easily just go back to bed for the day. There's no, but, but even saying things like that, like, <laughs> like not being able yeah. to get up in the morning, that's not a good thing, is it? You know what I mean? No, no, no. Or getting up and feeling like shit. Yeah, it's not good being there. That's not. It's not a good way to be. Not good for the head. Like it must. It's probably an age thing as well. Like there, there was. I, I had jobs that were so boring that I would be. I would get. I would go out the night before, so I would have a hangover. So it, it would make the job more interesting. Mm. Have you ever done yeah. that? Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Lots. <laughs> yeah, having a hangover in a boring job kind of just takes the edge off the boringness and 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 gives you something to do like you know nurse the hangover for the day it's like takes the takes the boredom away i used to yeah i i mean also at times of big stress at work you think of what we used to do in hotels in london years ago there was no internet there was nothing you know everything was handwritten yeah. and you were really relying on people to be communicators you know 
to leave little post-it notes for you and stuff. And when they didn't, your earth could fall apart. So everybody that approached the concierge desk where we worked could be coming up with some, listen, I spoke to Keith there yesterday and he said he'd get me two tickets. Keith is off getting shit-faced somewhere. <laughs> didn't mention it and didn't do this and didn't do that and the other. So you were constantly on a knife edge of stress. So I used to drink quite a lot back then. Um, just to, so you'd come in in the morning and you know what? It couldn't get any worse. The day could only get better. And then you kind of learn to live with that stress. And then you learn to live with it without drink because you really don't, because that is making shit of you, you know? Yeah. Your stomach, your head, everything. So, yeah, you think you just grow up. You just grow up, yeah. I mean, it seems like yeah. such a great thing to be doing, drinking. Uh, it was such a great sort of uh, area to drink in, though, wasn't it? Kensington, South Kensington. It was lovely, yeah. There was plenty um, of little boozers all the way around. It was cheap. Yeah. You know, food, nice bit of an Indian afterwards. Oh, And, of course, you were, and myself and Suzanne were beneficiaries of it as well because you would have known a lot of the the uh i suppose the pr whoever there were the restaurants in the area you'd have got the odd free hmm. meal wouldn't you like you did oh yeah 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 Good oh time. yeah tear the ass out of it yeah yeah if anybody was looking for something you know you know i'll come down and see you on friday night myself actually here's here's a table of six and i'll come down and see you friday and they yeah you come down you come down they play you with sort of wine and you know extra poppadoms <laughs> extra <laughs> poppadoms <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than an extra poppadom, I can hey, tell you. I love mm. an extra poppadom. The mm. um, tell us about your. So that's that's my booze experience experiment. All caught up with everybody's caught up on that. Yeah, well, it's funny because we were talking about booze last week, and um, you know, we were caught up in your experiment. You were, you know, you were like an old man in a pub when I was trying to leave the conversation. I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you one more thing. <laughs> but while while we were doing that. Unbeknownst to me, my uh, septic tank slash treatment plant at the back of my house was getting clogged up. Um, like so on Sunday morning, uh, having spoken to you on Saturday evening, on Sunday morning, somebody was having a shower upstairs and the, and the toilet downstairs started bubbling. Mm. And then it kind of went brown. And then I went into pull, full and I, I did actually have a couple of shandy on Saturday night in your yeah. honor. Yeah, thanks. And I was in that sort of um, dressing gown, sweating state. <gasps> and there was a light drizzle outside. And I looked outside and there was water, brown water backing up on the little pad outside the back door. And oh, Jesus, here we go. Here we, this is it now. For the my morning is ruined. And in fact, most of my day was ruined as a, a, a consequence of that. So I was out with hoses and sort of big lumps of timber and trying to find out where my drains went. Because I'd never really inspected my drains. Something you don't do, really, I suppose. No, and that's not a euphemism, is it? No, that is not a euphemism. And it, because the, the reason it's not a euphemism <laughs> is because I used to be a drainage inspector. So Did I you? <laughs> yeah, I should have I fucking inspected my drains. Well, you, you know what I they just, say. You know what they say? Uh, drainage inspectors' drains are seldom inspected. <laughs> That's very true. Like a cobbler's shoe. Yeah. That's very, very true. And no truer was it at this point. Um, but after about two or three hours, I managed to get that really satisfying gurgle. That's, you know, when, you, when you've when you hosed out your drains and you've found that blockage and it's all... It, and it, it, none of this is a euphemism, no? 
None, none okay. of it is a euphemism. I know you're very attracted to my wife at the moment. No. Trying to <laughs> wangle your way in this way, but I don't know where you're going with that. But it's not a euphemism. It sounds like a euphemism for somebody who might have been having trouble going to the toilet, and finally they. Oh, I I have had no trouble going to the toilet. Now I went to actually one of um, what they call the German discounters. You know, the press always mm. refer to those people as German as uh, German discounters. I yeah. call them supermarkets, which are way cheaper than traditional supermarkets that we're used to. Yeah. There's no difference. And Apple Al- is Aldi, or, Aldi or Lidl, we can say it. Maybe they might sponsor us, Aldi or Lidl. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, I made a mistake of buying, um, I'd say about four or five weeks ago, or maybe six weeks ago, we went into level three. Remember, we were people were going to level three and then level two and then level one, and it was all over the shop before we all went into level five yeah. and I panicked and I bought some cheap toilet paper and I don't know where I bought the cheap toilet paper. It wasn't in one of the German discounters. It was one of the more traditional ones. Okay. Um, but it was kind of, it had um, like uh, some scent on it or something, you know, it was weird. Yeah. I don't know. And it was kind of slimy and it almost felt plasticized. Oh, this toilet paper. There's nothing worse than a, than smelly toilet paper, and I mean, like you know, that scented toilet paper. Yeah. Nothing worse. It's not going to get rid of the smell. Like, no, it's, it's only going to add to it. Yeah, it's redundant. Yeah, it's, it is redundant. It it's like it when worse. somebody goes in with a Glade air freshener when somebody's at a big hairy dump. It just all it does is smell like shit and <laughs> Glade. <laughs> That's all. It doesn't get rid of the smell. <laughs> It doesn't doesn't cling to it and magically get rid of it. It just it's like rosy shit. That's what it smells like. It's like shit on fire. Anyway, so I bought this stuff and it, it had <laughs> bunged up my septic tank. So that had caused me a day of issues. Now, um, I, I then went back to one of the German discounters and um, they were having, you know, they have these six offers and whatever. And I went to Little and Aldi it happened to be in Ennis, which is outside of our five kilometer thing, but I had to go shopping. So I went to both of them. Yeah. And um, one of them was doing cauliflower. The other was doing Brussels sprouts and the other was doing Savoy cabbage. And we managed to have all of those in one meal the other day. So God help the septic tank this week. Oh, uh, I mean, I was saying, was, is that to do? That's not, that was after you unblocked the septic tank and found the problem. Uh, that wasn't the problem. Exactly. It's like we were testing it. It was like in our minds, we were thinking, you know what we'll do? It's like your drink <laughs> tests. <laughs> it was like your, your drinking. But here's the, the Marin shit experiment. We're going to eat everything that can literally clarify us from the inside out. And we had it like, because we had these things in such huge amounts, we had them the next day fried up. You know, like, you know, that post-Christmas dinner where you fry the sprouts and fry a bit yeah. of cauliflower and yeah. broccoli and cabbage. Wow. And fucking wow. hell. I'd, it was massive clearances. Um, <laughs> which, and it, ironically, the whole thing seems to be working perfectly now. Because wow. I've gone back to my decent paper, non-lanolin quilted, whatever it is, regular toilet paper. And uh, there's, there's, there's a... There's a top tip for you, people. <laughs> I think that's what we're getting to is, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and maybe you can email, email us favorite toilet paper, uh, favorite ply, um, scented or non-scented. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> waxed or unwaxed, whatever they do to it. 
Whoa. This stuff, I mean, it just slipped. It's like it was like that greaseproof stuff. Remember the greaseproof paper you used to get in toilets at school? Yeah, in school, yeah. You could that, that was, would actually you, cut your ass. Yeah. You could do your homework on that. That was yeah. <laughs> you could definitely trace. I used to use it for tracing stuff. Uh yeah, tracing the graffiti on the back of the <laughs> Jack's door. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the, the the guys who put up like someone's mother's number or something, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> take take this number down for later. Oh, <laughs> such and such is a slapper. Here's yeah. her number. Yeah. yeah, call Maraid on 086. It wouldn't be 086, but 065. <laughs> and you'd hear somebody go, That's my fucking telephone number. Maraid's my mother. And you're tracing the number with two jacks roll. Sheepishly uh, putting it away in my little wallet. <laughs> late, I got her number. Where? <laughs> uh, from the jacks. Yeah. I traced it. <laughs> All the lads have got it. Why did you trace it? Couldn't you just written it down? Nah, it's better if you trace it. <laughs> better for the environment to trace it's it. Better for the environment. You, you do one of those. Um, you know the shade. You know when you go to, when you're out in your nature walk with the class and you do the shadings. Oh the, yeah, of yeah. the bark or the you were basically doing Jack's graffiti shadings or your, or your a career there. Somebody should do a book. You could have one of those coffee table books of graffiti. Oh, it's, oh, you could. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm surprised it doesn't exist. There's um, there's a Facebook page called Shit Graffiti, I think. Oh, yeah, and it's very good. Uh, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, and. If I had attended the production meeting and knew we were going to get to this, but there's mm. no way we could. But yeah, Shit Graffiti is a Facebook page and it's very funny. It's just like really bad graffiti. Um, but there must be books of terrible graffiti. Jack's, I'm just, I'm, I'm just graffiti. wondering now what, what production meeting would have left us or led us <laughs> talking about tracing shit. Like Maybe. not tracing shit, but tracing numbers in the top, in, in, in cubicles. We'd have gotten to it, Mike. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. So yeah, so I I used to be a drainage inspector, you know, mm. and this all these memories came flooding back to me, um, flooding. Trying, I like it. I like it. Literally flooding back to me, and, and because I worked in environmental health, we only get called out at times of crisis. Yeah, and by drainage crises, I mean people can't flush their toilets, oh, and God. there's ponding of you know, feces or whatever in their back garden, or there's a smell, or there's this, or there's that, or there's the other. When, now, when did you do this job, Mike? Do you mind me asking? I did what it in, um, when I graduated in 2000, I'm going to say, Will Young had just won Pop Idol. That'll tell you. And you got his job? I got a job. You got his job. Was, he won Pop Idol. No, you got his job. job. <laughs> he left it. He said, yeah. he said, I think I better leave right now. <laughs> Before my shit gets any closer. Before my shit. <laughs> and he walked out, and you just happened to be walking into the office that day that he won Popeye. And he said, All right, mate, the job's yours. I'm Will Young. And he goes, Yeah. Sorry. It was literally like that. I was his Gareth Gates. <laughs> <laughs> we did a duet really quickly. And then I went on to become a drainage inspector. Yeah, that's the only time I can mark it sort of around that time. You know, when music, you sort of. Yeah. It punctuates your life. So, yeah, that song was out and uh, I'd spent quite a lot of money, actually, uh, getting um, Will Young to where he was. I actually texted to get him in. Did you? you? Yeah, because he took he took on uh, Simon Cowell, who was a little shit. 
and uh, okay, I don't so know, you I just got swept up. You got in the whole... to... okay, wow. And if you fought, embarrassed. no, 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 it's good, it's good. Did you follow his career afterwards or anything, or like? I did, yeah. Um, like, were, you, then, were you a fan of his? And uh, I don't want to be embarrassed. No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he did the, um, oh, oh, Jesus, we would, um, but he did a he did a song that the Doors did, didn't he? And oh, come on, baby, light my fire. Yes, and the Spanish light guy. My fire, light my fire, light my fire, light my fire, light my fire. Yeah, he had a weird voice. Um, but I found it quite good. But I bet, better, better, I hope you better leave right now, whatever it's called. Brilliant think, song. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Really good song. Yeah. Re- it was yeah. a great song, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he got, he went a bit odd, didn't he? And he was going to go on I'm a Celebrity. And then he, he left it. Oh, no, he did the dancing thing or whatever. And then he, he, he walked out. Yeah. I think yeah. he's, I mean, I pe- people will probably look at him and think he's probably a bit difficult. But I think, uh, I think he just kind of does his own thing. And if he doesn't like something, he just stops doing it. Um, mm. But, I mean, he's been very successful as a musical actor, as far as I know, on the stage. And I, I used to listen. Well, I didn't used to really listen. I, I listened to a few episodes of a podcast he did with another guy called it was it was two gay men talking about, I suppose, gay things is what they were talking about. Um, but they but that's exactly what the podcast was. I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be. Uh, no, uh, no, no, but but it was two gay men talking about gay things. And it was called Homo Sapiens, as far as I know. And he did that for a while. And if I'm not, um, he doesn't do it anymore. So I was like, oh, there he is again. Oh, Del Flake, huh? Yeah. Flakey Flakerson. He does a program on BBC Radio 2 every once in a while, sort of his roots of music and whatever, which is really good um, because it's quite dancey. And uh, And he only does that. He only does that whenever he fucking feels like it. Yeah, it's, called, yeah, it's yeah. called it's called the whenever I fucking feel like it show <laughs> with Will Young. Um, yeah. He he was replaced, I think, on that show, if I'm much, very much correct. And I'm never wrong by uh, your man. Cummings, is that his name? Uh, another actor. He, he happens to be a gay gentleman. Cumming. Cumming. No, he's Scottish. No, he's a uh, Scottish guy. Uh, Gay gentleman. <laughs> I will find out. I'll find yeah. out. Anyway. And does he speak with a, a sort of Pakistani accent? <laughs> do you get a lot of accent work, actually? Do you, do you get... <laughs> I have never, strangely enough, I've never once gotten a job. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, so, so Garrett, so you're a big fan of, um, of Will oh, Young. Well. Um, I'm but, a big fan. I, I was a big fan. Uh, yeah. I, I helped him get success. I, I I like to think he's standing on my shoulders, really. Yeah, I think uh, he probably owe, he probably yeah. owes you something. He does. Yeah, of course he does. Uh, yeah, and then I went into this drainage job, and uh, it was more than drainage. It dealt, I dealt with all sorts of things, dogs barking and whatever. But drainage seemed to capture me, and, and not surprisingly, nobody else wanted to do it because you're dealing with people as I say, who are in crisis, they're very stressed, they're shit all over the place. Mm. And it's a dirty, horrible job. I mean, we we didn't get the big um, plungers or anything. We, we got consultants, not consultants, uh, we got people in to do it. Yeah. Uh, companies, you'd ring them up and they'd come in. Um, and all these drainage guys were fantastic fun. The best fun you would ever have, you know, as a, a A1 drainage or diner rod come out and they were all like, oh, right, geezer, geezer, geezer. You know, they'd be down a main sewer with their gas sort of stuff on, um, you know, 
hoping not to get knocked out. And then they'd spark up a fag and you'd think, oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're all gonna die, but no, they and and there was one guy. Oh my god, I'd never forget. He he never wore gloves, and you know they used to chase the drains with these hoses, these high pressure powered hoses, um, and they they're they're really high pressure, like hugely high pressure. I can't get across how high pressure these things are. Are they very high pressure? They're very high pressure, and they would uh, they would slip out of their hands and chase up drains on their own they'd have like a bullet type head with little um holes in the top of it that would would cause the the head to drive forward down okay. the, the drain to clear everything in its way wow. and clean everything so that um but these things were under huge pressure and you'd sort of have a guy one sort of doing the pressure and the other holding on to the this big hose and uh you know, you'd, you'd let it go and it would find its way down and find every hole that it could do and untrap stuff. And you'd have to obviously pull it back out again. And he'd pull it out with his bare hands. Oh. Right? So it's been down there and it's got toilet paper and condoms and all sorts of stuff hanging off it. And then he'd go, Broccoli. oh, hold on a second. Let's, let's have a minute. Let's have a minute's break. And then he'd roll a cigarette. Oh. Um, I mean, you know, you had to question. I said, "Why are you rolling cigarettes? Why can't you just buy cigarettes?" Oh, I prefer rollies. You know what you're getting. But he had this little thing that he would he would um oh. two index fingers up and lick them both. Oh, no, and then roll my... the fag. No, <laughs> I mean, oh, and then he'd have this German sausage sandwich, a garlic oh. German sausage sandwich, sitting in his truck with a, a flask. And honestly, he was the size of a house. This fellow, he was a big lad. There were a few manhole covers. We couldn't get him down. He was that round. And he must have had a stomach, the, 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 like the constitution of an ox. I'd say Jesus. every sort of bacterium known to man was in his gullet. He was unreal. But uh, I nothing, could, nothing could kill him. Nothing. Um, but we called him out. He was great fun. And um, they were really good at chasing drains and blockages and whatever. And... Uh, we we were there one day and we, it was a beautiful fine day and we were in this little group of houses that were built. It was a straight line. So you could, you know, everybody has a drain cover at the back of their house and then there was one in the back of everybody's garden. And then it, it sort of joined a line that went mm. into the main sewer. So we'd look at the main sewer. The main sewer is running fine, so it's not there. The blockage has got to be up here or whatever. And uh, he put the hose down. And then you turn the pressure up. And on this particular day, he couldn't tell the fella because we were in somebody's back garden and the uh, the on and off switch and the up and down pressure switch, the guy couldn't see him. And normally they'd have these visible sort of like cut it off. Shoes, up. yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't see each other. And I was kind of the middleman. And then somebody phoned me and I walk off. Uh, and all of a sudden I'm hearing screams and roars. And... I run into the garden and I'm looking in the direction where the hose has gone. And he's going, I don't know why people are screaming and roaring. He said, we, we, we fixed it. It seems to be running perfectly smoothly now. And we're looking in the direction where the, where the sewer, well, we imagined this sewer was going to run right into the main sewer. And all of a sudden, about a hundred yards, I'd say behind us, there's this little wooden garden shed and whatever has happened, we've gone up, the wrong way up through this garden shed and there must have been a manhole under it 
and there's bikes flying and prams. <laughs> the windows are broken, the roof <laughs> gone, and there's all these like old people to retirement village again. Cut it off, cut it off. And I run around the back and it's like, Jesus, switch it off, switch it off. Had to go up and it was like a couple of hundred quids worth of damage done to thing and to rebuild the shed. So it was like, oh no, disaster. So we were all taken off duty for a little while. <laughs> um, uh, 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 only to be sort of rejoined one Friday afternoon. Literally, there was nobody else around to do anything. And uh, we were all called to this place. And I think it was Sparrowhawk Lane or something like that. It was definitely a bird of prey anyway. And uh, we got there. And this, is, this, is a, this is your first job back after the gang were suspended. Yeah, literally right, the yeah. first job. And the, and gang the, are, the, gang, the, the gang are back. The, the band is back together. Yeah, and we're, all, okay. we're all meeting in this place, Sparrowhawk Lane. And uh, so we get there and I'm reading the notes about it. Um, and it's like these people have been going on for two weeks now that the ladies having to go next door to have a shower because the drains are blocked and <clears throat> whatever. And the uh, the local water company come out and they said, listen, we've checked all of our drainage. There's nothing wrong. It's in their house. Whatever is going on, it's in their house. It's between their house, between their bathroom downstairs and the main drain, which is only about sort of 25 feet. So we think, all right, listen, I'll go in and have a chat with them um, and really as a as a local authority you don't get in train you don't get involved because these are private drains you know so um i went in and uh, sat down and i thought there was just a lady in the house there's a guy in the house and i'm, I'm sort of saying hi listen um do you mind if we come in and have a chat because really we shouldn't be doing this but i've got the crew of lads here we'll give it a quick jet and see what happens you know yeah. and uh, he says yeah no problem at all he said I'm, I'm normally away on the rigs every two weeks so my wife has been phoning you guys and we phoned the local water company and no, nothing's happening and it's gurgling and the bath is filling up with foul water and everything and I said no that's no good you know newly married couple their first house so I'm sort of feeling benevolent towards them yeah. and I'm thinking you know, be nice to these people we'll just go and check their drains no problem whatsoever so we get down there and uh one of the lads said, listen, we can't get the jetter up there. We'll have to use the mechanical, like a hand um, thing. It's like it's almost like something you'd stick up your chimney, you know, like rods. But yeah. it's the kind of metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you add, you add the next one on and push it and add the next yeah. one on and push it. Yeah. But this had this, this thing at the front of it. Um, it would spin. Um, you'd put a little bit of water down it. It had a hose sort of feature on it. And you, it would spin and sort of pick up whatever was causing the issue and um this couple they're out in the back garden it's a lovely friday afternoon and i said listen we'll, we'll go up there and uh, if you want to come out and have a look you know we can see if it if it gives and hopefully we'll hear a, a satisfying gurgle and everything will be fine so your man's down the drain he's smoking a fag off he goes with this little sort of tool and he's up there and he goes and he goes ah brilliant all done. It was just a blockage two foot up. Fantastic. Happy days. Everybody's happy. He comes out and uh, I've explained to these people that listen, it's only their drain. It's only literally, there's nobody else attached to their drain whatsoever. So whatever it is, they've put it down. And I've been saying to the lady, you haven't got any nappies, no little kids or anything, or nobody's dropped a loo roll down because that's classic. Toilet rolls get down and then they sort of expand and just 
blocked drains. She said, no, no, nothing, nothing's gone down there, only toilet paper and sort of the waste from the washing machine and all this stuff. Well, okay, no problem at all, because, you know, could be just a bit of rubble left over from the building. Yeah. And uh, anyway, your man comes out with the, uh, the, the manhole cover and he's got this little metal claw. And I, I, I shit you not, it must have had 120 or 130 condoms attached to it. And it's just flogged. And he's kind of looking embarrassed. Listen, I need to get these in a bin somewhere. Do you mind if I use your wheelie bin? And the guy says, no, you're not using my wheelie bin for somebody else's condoms. We don't use condoms. (gasps) And then the the penny kind of drops and the wife goes red and says, "Um, we we better go inside now for a minute. And he's standing there and he's like, uh, uh, and the, the blood drained from his face. And he just walked into the house and slammed the door behind him. A dejected man. You know, obviously, he's on the rigs every two weeks. She's entertaining all sorts of people. <laughs> and your man's standing there and he's kind of said, where am I going to put these fucking eggs in? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Mike. That is fucking hell. Yeah. Terrible. Brilliant. Terrible. I mean, yeah, it was very, very embarrassing. I didn't know where to put myself, you know? Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> I walked into work then on Monday morning. My boss, Chris, said to me, Are you going to bill those people? I said, bill them. lucky to get out alive. <laughs> I thought the guy was, you know, when he, when he just turned and I thought, I thought he was going to faint. Yeah. He just had that dawning realization of a man who has been, you know, newlywed man. And she's screwing around, and her face was just, you know, oh, I'm I, thinking about it now. I'm actually beginning to perspire a bit. But she obviously, in that moment, decided, you know, she was like, we better talk. She wasn't going to try and bluff her way out of it. Or, I mean, there's no, nothing she could have said, nothing she could have said, like, well, it can't be our house, or, you know, well, that's not possible, no. you know, because. Yeah, wow. I couldn't have been any more explicit in explaining to them it is only dead. <laughs> you were like, listen, listen. Anything that's found in this pipe is coming only from this house. Yeah. Now, I'm just off the top of my head. Say, for instance, your wife was having an affair. I'm just making this stuff up, okay? <laughs> and she was seeing men, maybe several men. I don't know. Maybe one man, maybe several men. Maybe all the neighbors are calling out. I don't know. I'm just making, I'm just riffing here. But say, for instance, and he was getting rid of the condoms by flushing them down the toilet. Okay. This is just a completely made up scenario, just to illustrate my point. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, you couldn't have been, it couldn't have been any worse. Yeah. It's horrible. In fact, it couldn't have been any worse apart from about three weeks later. Oh. When we had another call. Now, hopefully, I'm not boring you about drainage. This is good. Um, so we got called to um, uh, a village, uh, a relatively new village. Bits of it had been built up in the 60s and then 70s and 80s and 90s, and it was the early 2000s and a bit of a building boom. So, and this always happens when when building booms happen, um, builders drop stuff down. And there's always blockages and stuff. Yeah. And it's always up to the local authority to come in and do this. And this, this lady had called us and she was, her house was right at the bottom 
the lowest point and her front garden was literally awash with shit um there were floaters everywhere um it was creeping close to her door and she called us on like distressed yeah you know the main is blocked and we opened up the main and the main sewer is huge great big sort of two foot sewer and it was when we opened it everything went and gurgled up so the whole street now is covered in poo right and it's like oh this is a bigger job than we're used to lads we couldn't even find the drain cover to put it back on to, to stop the stem of the water because it's just kind of went bloop, it surcharged up about yes. four inches deep so it was like fucking hell here i'm way out of my depth stick some cones up and let's get out of here um <laughs> but your man in the in the van said listen uh, we'll give it a good we'll give it a lash i'll stick the hose down the jet and we'll give it a little bit of a burst and see what happens we can be lucky yeah, it's not that's the local water companies really. We shouldn't really touch that. He said, "Listen, I'll take responsibility. Don't worry about it." So off he goes, and um, it was a really pristine place, and it's mock Tudor new houses, you know. And everybody had a three series BMW, and it was a very middle class sort of place. Mm. Um, but in the middle of it was this old cottage, really old cottage, and it reminded me of um, remember the movie Up. When your man yeah. goes up a balloon, yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of had these little, you know, a little deck on the front and wooden bits of balustrades and all that sort of stuff. Lovely, really beautiful old cottage, which would have been in the middle of the country, sort of sixty years ago, but everything had built around it, and it looked like this little historic house. And I remember looking at it, thinking, "Wow, that's a beautiful little spot." I wonder how much you know she's. It's worth a fortune because it was on about an acre and a half. They could have got like twenty houses in there. Yeah. And uh, your man, anyway, drops the jet and all of a sudden, glug, 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 and woo, and it flies out of his hands and it just takes off. And the big roll of cable at the back is just kind of, and again, I'm going, stop, stop, Jesus, stop. Something's going to happen here. It's all going to go pear-shaped. I'm going to panic in a bit, you know? Yeah. He says, no, 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 we'll keep going. And um, all of a sudden, gurgle, 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 everything goes away, blockage gone. There was a, a cone um, actually turned upside down in it. It got in and uh, a traffic cone had got in. So delighted. Everybody was happy. We were cleaning up and they get the hoses out and wash the road. We started washing the ladies' garden so that it would all go into the drains and everybody was happy. And we're just about to leave. And this <laughs> little old lady comes over to me from the little old house. And she said, um, it's really great that you've cleared all the drains, but um, is there any chance you could possibly come and have a look at my house? And I went, yeah, of course, we're here to help. Have you been having um, issues? Not until today. I said, oh, what happened? Well, you better come in. Um, my husband's had a bit of a, a, a scare. He's, he's stuck in the house and uh, he's stuck in the bedroom at the back. So we opened the door of the house and it was a long front door if you can imagine and a long sort of corridor and doors off to the right and left and right at the end there's a bathroom and I looked at it and I had to look again and look again and thought oh sweet Jesus our hose had come up through their toilet and the clearance had put a load and I mean a load of shit all through her house it was on the front door it had come all the way down oh. the hallway 
it, there was toilet paper hanging off. There were two light fittings in the hallway and there was toilet paper hanging off them. I thought, oh, fucking hell. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I'm never, never going to be let out. Do drainage stuff again. This is a fucking disaster. And she's looking up at it and there's, 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 she's got shit all over her. Um, she was in the <laughs> and and it's other people's shit. And it's, um, she said, I don't know what went wrong. I presume we put something down the toilet that blocked <gasps> it. And I went, you might have done. Oh. <laughs> and, and she said, um, but I'm really, really sorry if we have done. And, um, and then she was looking up at the light shade and she said, but the funny thing is we only use white toilet paper. We don't use the pink stuff that's up there. And it's like, oh, fuck, you know, that's somebody else's toilet paper all over our house. And it was splattered everywhere. It had ripped through the tiles, the bathroom cabinet. All of her husband's drugs were gone and whatever. And I just came clean. I said, listen, Mrs. We, we fucked up. Um, and I'm really sorry. And we're going to have to get some people in here. It cost eight and a half grand to get Ooh. the place clean and a new, new bathroom suite. Yeah. Fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was just three weeks after the after yeah. the, we were we were you see we were back <laughs> banned. They should never have got you. They should never have let you ride again. They should have locked. They should have given you like put you on the desk, pen push. You're like the cop that isn't allowed on the beat anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're off the case, Tubbs. <laughs> Hand over your plunger. <laughs> yeah. Hand over your, your, your plunger. <laughs> And your badge, a little little picture of a turd on it. Hand that badge over. Yeah. Oh Jesus, my God. I'm thinking about it now. I'm actually stressed thinking about the whole situation. Terrible. Shit, cops, shit, cops. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do with the cup for you? Shit, cops, shit, cops. What you gonna do? <laughs> You're the shit that cops. That reminds me, your man used to, because he, uh, the big fella, Used to um, hate going into people's houses to the bathrooms. He was he was he didn't like um, going into public toilets or anything. So yeah, because yeah, this... he he was fine with r- rolling, licking his thumbs, covering mm. other people's shit, but he wouldn't go in. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got him. To, I got this guy. He used number. to have a bucket in the back of his truck oh, no. that he used to use. No, and every once in a while you'd see him and he'd be like, oh. He'd be, you know, sort of putting himself back together, having sat on his bucket oh, for half no. an hour. Oh, Mike. And, I, honestly, this is what he did, and he he'd he'd sort of launch himself back in the truck and go, "Who are you gonna call? Shit, busters!" <laughs> and where would the bucket be? Where would the, the contents just, of the bucket go? He put them down any job he was on. That oh, was the my. one so thing he, about it. He was always so he, close to a drain. So he would rather shit in the van, yeah, than use a public toilet or someone else's jack. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he was yeah odd was, creatures. Odd, I'd say, and. Uh, and he was also in the SAS, if you believe that. But every every drainage fella I ever met was in the SAS. I think. And we I, and, but they're all before. trained. They're trained to shit in a bucket, aren't they? That's part of the training. It's the first day. It was one of the... <laughs> shit in front of your platoon. Shit in a bucket in the back of a van. Don't want any stage fright here, lads. Just empty yourselves. <laughs> Oh, Mike, I don't know if we can top that. I mean, it's, I feel like I feel like it's a short one today, but I don't know if I'm going to top that. I don't think anybody. <laughs> it's just, you know, it was just, it was just, it's been, a, as you said, actually, at the beginning, you've had a shit week. 
<laughs> you want to know what a shit week is? How long? How long did you last on that particular gig? Um, about three years. Wow! But so you had got so that was that was after doing all your work in hotels in London and yeah, yeah. I went and you retrained went into, as an as an ecologist. So you so you so you wanted to work with the environment basically. That was kind of your yeah. goal. Yeah, and you ended up working wanted, with shit. Yeah, I wanted to save the planet. <laughs> to save the planet, not work with a guy who shot in a bucket in the back of a van. Man, there's a TV series in this. Uh, have you written this? Have you written this? Is this a short story? Is this a TV no, show? I, I had completely forgotten about it. I shelved it away. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I am sweating here thinking about that. It was so stressful. You turn up at people's houses and there'd be shit everywhere, you know? And these two hats no, come out of the back of a truck. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm all in, I don't care about the shit. All I can think about is your man in the back of the van. Would he read a newspaper? <laughs> How would it oh, yeah, hold? Yeah, yeah. How how would it hold? And how would it hold his weight? Would he, would he hover? No, no, he had it rigged up so that there was a wooden thing that he would sit on. Wow, it was like a commode sort of thing, and um, like uh, very thick uh, washing line stuff. So he would hang on to. The, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't do it when he was driving. I don't think he did it when he, <laughs> not so, when he was driving. Obviously, when the other guy was driving. So he would hang off something in the back of the van and then sort yeah. of lower himself down. Yeah, and he was a big lad. Like, this bucket took a lot. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's all I can think of. Listen, I think we're going to wrap it up there, Mike, because okay. I don't think anyone's going to top that. And you, you've all your stuff from the production meeting left over for next week. Yeah, exactly. What did you What did you not get to, Mike? We don't have to get into Just give me a brief list of what, of what we can look forward to. Um... Well, I was I was going to do something about Craig David. <laughs> okay, <That's, laughs> I have, okay, I've no, no, I, <laughs> okay. Let's leave let's leave Craig David till next week. Okay, no, it's okay. I don't think I don't think people will be able for your man who won X Factor and Craig David in the same show. That's probably true, actually. Yeah, different no, genre. But, no, but you know, it's same similar. They exist in the same space, kind of, don't they? Uh, yeah, what, a, what else did we not get to? Uh, we didn't get to the word the. I have an issue with the word the. Okay, well, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. So save the notes. Mm. And we'll have them for next Saturday whenever okay. whenever we uh, meet again. I look forward to it. I, I will look forward. I'm, that was great. <laughs> that was great. This is the only reason I do this podcast is to hear your stories. <laughs> Yeah, they were just uh, they were just up to the top of my head there actually because I I'd, I forgot as I said I'd forgot completely forgotten about uh, my life in feces. Was that what you'd written down to talk about? Or this uh, is just I, I had written, no, I'd, I kind of only written down about that my my septic tank had gone. Wow! And, and then, then the other stuff came flooding back in. It's flooding. like therapy. Wow! It's good, man. It's good. It's good. Yeah. That's good shit. That's You've good had Luke. Shit. I've had shit. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Mike. What are you doing for the evening? A uh, little bit of dinner now. Um, although when I talk about feces and I, I and I, I remember the septic tank stuff, I've got I'm actually quite queasy. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a sympathetic puker. If I see somebody get sick or yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're, I, you're a wretcher. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I never forget your man. I wish I remember his name now because. Uh, 
like he would he would also open things up trains and go look there's a nice big richard in there he was a big norfolk boy there's a nice big richard and I'd be, what's richard richard the third oh my god he was probably yeah he was a he was a he was a richard he was a shit fancier he would um yeah like a bird watcher you know what i mean like a twitcher but he but his specialty was shit yeah he probably had ferrets in his underpants oh god we leave it there mike enjoy your dinner okay good luck you're a bit queasy will you be queasy eating the dinner now I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll, stop rec- I'll stop recording anyway. Yes, that's it. That is me and my friend Mike having a chat about Mike's jobs. I, I, he was chatting. I was listening. I was enthralled. Um, him, him and his band of shit cops. Oh, what a band of merry men. There was Friar Funk. <laughs> there was little Johnny... Little John John, Friar Tuck, and Sherlock shit. No, <laughs> Sherlock shit. Sherlock, what? Friar Tuck, what? what was his name? Oh my God. I can't even remember what the name of the guy was. Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, none of that even makes sense. I think I'm a little bit delirious. But uh, thankfully... We had Mike there, a good, sensible chap there, uh, with his with his good, sensible stories. Brilliant, everything from tracing the numbers with the tracing paper, toilet paper, to the guy pooing in the bucket at the. I'm sorry, I, have to, I should probably apologise for that as well, but you know, sorry, I am apologising now. When I say I should apologise, then I should just apologise, not say, oh, I should apologise for that. I'm sorry. Um, thank you very much Mike I very much enjoyed that I hope you did enjoy that too I'll keep this brief um, do get in touch if you're an OG and you want to let me know you've been listening in 2020 uh, before this whole thing just took off you know um, email me keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com that'll get me let me know you're uh, you're an OG an original listener and uh you never know, I might send you out a little gift. I, I, I'm not promising anything because I'm nothing organised, but I'll do something. i just like to have a list of people who are listening from the start. So where you're listening, what you do, a little bit about yourself. I'll give you a shout out. And uh, that's it. That's all that's going to happen. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, i got to go and uh, edit these, get them up and go to bed. So I can be fresh for a big Tuesday. It's just a normal Tuesday, but I'm calling it Big Tuesday to, you know, give myself something to look forward to. <laughs> ah, Big Tuesday, I can't wait. It's always, traditionally, it's the 17th of, it's in around the second, third week of November, Big Tuesday. Obviously, it's never the same date because it changes, but, ah, uh, oh, can't beat Big Tuesday. Something about it, something special. Anyway, that's enough shite talk for me. I think the whole thing was shite talk. Take care. Mind yourself. Be good. Mind each other. Love you. In a podcast way. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 